Hey everybody, welcome to Public Access America's Just, Just the, the Tip. tip. <laughs> Here's another little tip that'll help everybody creating better, more accessible social media content. Limit the use of special characters such as Unicode characters or ASCII art. ASCII art is not accessible using a screen reader. Text art, also called ASCII art or keyboard art, is a copy-pastable digital art form about making text pictures with text symbols. Shapes formed by special characters, they can't be communicated using assistive technologies. So if you choose to use ASCII art, use an image or a screenshot of the ASCII art and include an image description, alt text. It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. I just, I yeah, nobody's here either. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, kids are with their with their dad. Nice. Debbie's off on an adventure, and I'm just here at home after a very, very long week. Well, all right, we have a packed note, and as usual on Friday, I had nothing in my note, and then Saturday, <clears throat> nothing in my note, and this morning, I just had a bunch of thoughts, so I typed them all out and shit man i did not expect all that so how are you I, i'm sorry hey everybody welcome to public access america my name's jason his name's jeffrey and we get together once a week to talk about the week and this week is packed full of stuff and there's an interesting topic that hits our venn diagram right in the sweet spot so but i want to find out how you're doing how is everything i hate starting a conversation before i know that with somebody you know it's honestly this week has been absolutely insane i uh, i have like I, I i've just been so busy and it is I, I i was trying to explain to the i've been trying to explain to a couple of people it's like i i don't have words to just like this week for whatever reason uh everything decided to hit the fan all at once yeah be the, so, be the pinball <laughs> yeah pretty much so you know between between work and personal and like i was up till pretty much midnight and then getting up at like 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning oh. and it's just like ugh, I, it's like you know so yesterday like you know like even though it was like yeah i got to do some stuff fun this was all stuff that was like planned out weeks ago uh-huh yeah 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 and so i ended up like just passing out on my couch last night for a little bit and then 
it's like oh crap i should probably get up and you know go to bed and and all that other fun <laughs> stuff and my my uh my my decision to go to sleep has given me this lovely crick in the neck that is that feels really great today so it's like gotta love that part it's like all right i'm gonna do something responsible and i'm gonna actually go to bed on time like i normally should and they're like body's like cool you get pain yeah like okay sure you know what yeah all right i get it i was laying there last night and i was like if i lay in this position i'm gonna wake up with a sore neck you know so I get that. And that welcome to age, you know, everything you do to your body when you're a teenager and in your twenties, it really starts hurting you in your late thirties, early forties, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I mean, and I know that this, it's all a product of this like torn shoulder that I have. So Fuck yeah. that makes it all the more fun. I'm sorry about that. So, you know, uh, but you know, my hope is, is that this week will change a little bit. Um, and <laughs> in what way? I should, uh, yeah, you're right. I need to be specific about that. Well, I mean, did you catch uh, up? Did you catch up enough to where you might get a break between storms? Oh hell no! no. <laughs> okay, no, it's uh, you know diff- different storms. So fair enough. Like you know, I've, I've gone from I've gone from out of the hurricane and into the tornado, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure that they aren't two different that they are two different storms at this point. They might just be the same one, and I'm just like getting tossed around, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, the the view over here is different. Oh wait, <laughs> right. I was married to a <clears throat> Filipino dude, and if every second wasn't double booked, you weren't doing enough. <laughs> so I understand those storms. You know, everybody needs something right now. What are we gonna do? Well, everybody's yeah. gonna go to somebody else and solve it. I get it. Right. Yeah. So it, it's just like, like I pretty much like my my communication with people was so minimal this week. Yeah. Like even like even Debbie, like for example, like just didn't have enough time. Right. So that's like, that's one of those things. It's like, I live with this person and I just didn't even have enough time to talk to him. I was like, that doesn't suck. That's why you make time, make the best of the time you have so that when you don't have that time, you can still ride on the time that you had. And you know, there's this prison thing. Don't yell at your bitch when she's leaving because she'll, she'll leave and have a week of that in her head. You got to leave her happy so that she comes back. (laughs) People don't plan ahead that way. They're like, I'm going to be an asshole. You're going to deal with it. I'm not going to apologize. And a week later, I'm going to come back. All's going to be forgotten. And we're going to start back where we were. And that doesn't, yeah, that's, that doesn't really yeah. work long-term. Like you can do that a couple of no. times, but you can't do that as a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Well, and I would argue that you really shouldn't do it even a couple of times because, well, it's, it's just, you know, there's no sense in leaving people on negative stuff. I agree, but there's. I was trying to figure this out. Like sometimes you need to hurt people to get ahead in life, but you don't. And I think that's what I was tossing around in my head all week. Like, do you, is there a scenario where you need to like step on somebody to get ahead and then you can fix it? You know what I mean? I I just don't see a way. I don't see a reason why I would need to hurt somebody to get ahead, but I can, I also don't have very much of a life, you know? (laughs) I think so. So that's, that's a very interesting question, uh, honestly. So here's what I would say. I think, I think it just depends on what your definition of hurt and what the other person's definition of hurt is Yeah. because, because what you might see as very rational and responsible, and responsible action could actually be quite painful to the other person 
because you know of your delivery because of you know it's it goes counter to their wants or their needs and and that's the tough part is is that you know i think that there is a lot of unintentional hurt out there just because two people don't read the room the same way and they don't communicate the same way and what might seem like a perfectly responsible and and logical response on one person's and emotionally just feels painful and devastating on the other Agreed. and 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 that's a, that's a lesson that i've kind of learned recently but and it's like isn't, you know how do you how do you how do you learn from like how do you deal with that how do you because deal with that but more importantly there's also these people that are looking for those triggers like and i have a whole note i wanted to talk in the second hour about triggers but there's a whole group of people that are hypersensitive to insults and they're looking for an insult in everything you say you know on the other side of you mm-hmm. just trying to live your life and you might hurt somebody with your delivery that person is also hypersensitive to your response you know right and and i think that's one of those, that's one of those things where it's like it feels rough because like i uh, you know i i've grown up communicating a certain way my entire life uh-huh. and you know there's a lot that i've had to unlearn but in the same token there's a lot that i still have to learn in in how i communicate and and you know each person i think like it all just depends on you know whether you're the kind of person where logic and 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 reason tend to ruin you know rule your brain or if you're the kind of person where emotion is you know emotion and feeling is more important and like I like, I think that's, you know, personally, one of my bigger downfalls is, is that it's not that I don't have feelings. It's that <laughs> I have let logic rule my brain. Yeah. I'm a very analytical person and that's just how I am. I, I don't <clears throat> want to be a jerk about this to any way, but in my personal experience, my, my, over my life, my feelings and emotions have, have been dismissed because other people's immediate needs are are there you know what i mean so i might be upset about something they might be upset about something but it's up to us to deal with them and then you know i don't really get to have an emotional response to things because i'm a rational Mm. problem solver you know and other people are more emotional Mm. so their emotional needs come before you know mine because i'm a rational person which i mean that that makes sense and that you know Mm. in a lot of ways but at the same time too it's you know it's also lends to it's like you know when the fuck is it my turn yeah i remember seeing Elle and alda cry and i don't know why that stuck with me because men were always john wayne and then alan alda cried and i was like there's a whole nother end to the spectrum you know you can't be mm-hmm. john wayne you have to be a combination of john wayne and alan alda you know sensitive and strong and you have to do that at the same time and sometimes that sensitive strong means shutting up and fixing the problem and hugging somebody that has a bigger problem, you know? Well, and, and, and but also too, like making sure you actually come, come back to that. That's, <laughs> it would I mean, be that's nice been if a person came back to, okay, thank you for helping me. Now, how are you doing? You know? <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, that's, that's been like a story of my life for a long time mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, I've, I've had people in various states of disarray surround me my entire life. And, and, you know, I've had to put aside my emotions, you know, either because, you know, I was told that I had to, Mm -hmm. or, 
or later on in life where it's just, I was just trained to do it. And, and you just learn to set aside your emotions go, well, yeah, we'll deal with this later. They don't fit into the and problem soon, solving, you know, list, right? Emotions don't come into problem solving. The way that I, the way that I've, I've kind of started to think about it is with my, with that stuff is like putting all of that stuff into a refrigerator that doesn't work. Uh-huh. The lights, the lights on, and you know, there is a spoilage date on this. And that's and that spoilage date is when those those feelings start to become other things like uh-huh. anger yeah. or sad, you know, just you know, uncontrollable sadness or any number of things. <clears throat> so I've had to I've had to start thinking about some of that uh, in a different way, just because like I always just put things away. It's like I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. Uh-huh. I'll deal with that later you know, not realizing that there was, you know, an inherent expiration date on that. And, and those things that I was going to deal with later, suddenly I was going to be dealing with them very directly and in a way I didn't want to. I relate those to landmines. They're these little things that we just put out in the field so we don't have to deal with. But then when people walk up, they step on them. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden they just triggered an explosion. They just stepped on an emotion that I had put off to the side to deal with other things. And then they just stepped mm. on it like it was nothing. And I just reacted. I mean, and I, that's like a trigger and a trigger is like a response to past experiences or memories. You know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. it's attributed to PTSD. And I always think of PTSD oh, yeah. as something big major that like the military deals with I and, and victims of abuse and rape and all that stuff. But I never really think that like persistent mental um, abuse, like just subtle stuff can really have that effect on you and trigger you in ways that I was just triggered this weekend by <laughs> something. And it just, it threw me off. And I just was so angry and short and just so just not wanting to deal with anybody because I just mm-hmm. got triggered about something that happened in my early thirties, you know, and it was just mm-hmm. so weird. So I had to look this up and then I was just, how do I deal with that? So this is, interesting do you have triggers like i mean is that how you see it you know landmines um i would say that for me there there is one specific trigger that i have and i mean it's i mean it goes back deep into my childhood and it's it's i mean when i when you say landmine i'm like yeah yeah i suppose you could call a landmine uh, if it was a you know a button that hit a nuke that was buried underground because it just like, like, I mean, it, it, like it's powerful. It goes, it just goes off. Right. Um, And I'm so rational. It really threw me off to be that like emotional, you know? Oh, what, what I've told, what I've been told is like, I, like, I just go dead behind my eyes. Mm -hmm. Like they're like the lights are, the lights are on, but you know, the person that's in control of the vehicle is not me. And, and it's, and it's fair, you know, for me, it's, you know, um, physical abuse of women is something that I just like, I will avoid movies that have that Me too. because it's, it's, there's, there's a trauma that's ingrained very deep in there oh. and I can't deal with it. I, I, you know, that's why like, you know, it's like the biggest reason I couldn't watch game of Thrones was because, you know, there were rape scenes in it you right. know, and, and things like I, I just, I can't do it. I, I don't, to me, rape as a plot point is fucking tired. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. And there's other ways I, to show a male, a male's dominance over a woman without a rape scene. 
Right. And, and, and I think that unfortunately it's, you know, I'm sure that there are ways that, you know, maybe if it was, maybe if there was, you know, some, uh, a woman who had, you know, written about it as a plot device from their perspective, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, what it could do or what it, what it has done, like, I I still don't know that I'd be able to watch it, but at least then it wouldn't be like, all right, we're going to have this, like, you know, really, you know, really tough rape scene. And we're going to, this person's going to become stronger from it. I'm like, motherfucker, I know way too many women that were raped in, in my lifetime. And to say that they became stronger from it is fucking bullshit because some of them, like some of them have legitimately struggled living a meaningful life after their incidents. Their walls are, their walls are taller. Their walls are thicker. Their walls are stronger. So they look stronger, but it's, it's hollow. Oh, and, and, you know to me it's just one of those things where it's like i can't do it yeah but like you know even like like physical abuse like smacking you know like actually like straight up hitting right i had a couple of incidents where you know lighting things like that i ended up just beating the ever-loving shit out of a couple of people because of uh because they had struck their girlfriend partner whatever in public Mm -hmm. and i just came unfucking corked yeah that makes sense it just not i i mean like I, there was there was one incident where i literally had five people holding me down and at one point they had three on top of me i literally just grabbed one and i just fucking chucked him because mm. it was like i was like that straight up blackout rage like that you read about in like fucking norse mythology yeah and and so for me, it was, it, you know, like I've had to spend a lot of time digging because, you know, I don't, ge- I genuinely don't want to hurt people. Like, it's just not my thing, but that, that is something that is just there. There's something burned deep inside of me that I just cannot, I can't deal with it. And, and I don't deal with it well. And, and people don't, people don't get a good version of me when that happens. I agree. And, but a trigger explains, it explains the reasons behind your reactions and it's, it's a survival response. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really interesting that you put it that way. And I just don't think, I don't think people, you need to hold yourself accountable to your triggers. You need to investigate them and research them, but I don't think you should like be judged on who you are when you're triggered. <laughs> you know what I mean, I think, well, I think what I think is there's people that get triggered and want to stay in that moment and figure it out. And there's other people that get triggered and want to flee and isolate and examine it that way or hide from it and not examine it. And that's that's the chance to examine your trigger and see where it came from and deal with it and i like that it's kind of like rooting out a problem you finally found it let's hold on to it but i believe in isolating personally and examining you know and i think that's one of the things about it is is you can't run from a guy beating a woman though you just can't you can't isolate yourself from that trigger i'm sorry i i I mean here's the thing is like you know uh, i can't i can honestly say that I, i don't think that that's that's true because especially if you grew up where you know you're a person who never had any type of power Mm. um from start to finish like like if if you were always you know if you were always the one that was beaten too and if you were always the one that you know you've just never had the chance to have that kind of strength have that kind of power like everybody's everybody's response is different right that's the that's the tough part in this is is that 
I don't have a flight reflex. So for me, <laughs> sorry. So for me, you know, we always called it flight or uh, fight or flight. Right, 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 right. Well, there's a third, there's a third type that people don't know or, or more people are starting to figure out and it's freeze, freeze, stand your ground. It's not even like stand your ground. No, it's literally like you have been induced to such a panic that literally you can't fight and you can't run. You are like ah, trapped. Okay. So do See, you, because, you know, at least with stand your ground, that would be considered a fight reflex. Okay. But like, but like in this case, it's, it's like freeze. straight up terror stricken, like sleep paralysis, demon level. Ooh. Like you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You are trapped you get like in your a, own body. And it's like, it's like a, it's, it's like a prey response almost. Do you get a pounding heart? Like a disturbed honestly, stomach dizziness? uncontrolled I shaking, no idea. cold and sweaty palms. Those are some of the signs that um, this website that I'll put in the note um, helps to, if you're having, if you're reacting to a trigger, those are some of the things you might feel. Um, like, so for me, like, I wish I could say that I knew what I was feeling mm. in that moment, but I don't like, I mean, like it goes, when I say it goes black, it goes black. So you're like I am the not Hulk, in right? But, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to compare it, it's, it's, yeah, I pretty much go whole. Well, I'm it's sorry. Like, I mean, you know, it's a great analogy for. It really people, is for my know. response. For my response is actually a, a fairly close one. Right. Um, uh, the w one that I've read about is like, uh, the one that I always compared it to is like, if you read on Nordic berserkers, they would just enter a trance like state and fight. It's right. like they would be dead on their feet and keep fighting. Gotcha. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much how I am. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I will, I will have my ass just straight up kicked and it's like, I can't stop. It's like, yeah. it's like, I start laughing. It's like, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's <laughs> fucking go. And it's like, I, like there was one time I got, I got stabbed in, in the stomach and um because I caught someone trying to roofie drinks at a bar wow. and you know, this little bitch pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed me in the side. And I just was like, I started laughing. Like I started laughing and you, like, you could just watch this guy like, Oh shit, what did I do? And I literally just like looked down at my side and I just pull this knife out and I just like went eh, and I licked it <laughs> right and just staring at him. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? That's that's crunch time. You know what I mean? So the dude literally pissed himself when he saw that, like he actually pissed himself. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have any reason for doing what I did, but like, I just entered this fucking mode of like, you're dead. <laughs> you, I, even if I'm dead on my feet, you will die before I fall. Exactly. Yeah. And it's weird. And, and it's like, that is a real uncomfortable feeling knowing that like I fight like that. Mm. And so that's why it's like, I don't, you know, I'm a person who likes to be in control of myself. And I would argue I have absolutely no control over myself in those moments. Nobody and that's that triggered, bothers nobody me. that's triggered has control. They're, they're being triggered by something in their past and something in their present. And so you're not in any one time frame, and it makes it really difficult to keep your view of what's going on when you're in two times at once past and present, you know? Right. And so, so for me, that's been something that, you know, 
I've had to, I, I've dug into that yeah. for quite a bit. And, you know, I have been told very consistently, it's like, well, do you feel bad about what you've done during those moments? And I went, no, no. I don't. It's like, I don't feel bad one bit, you it. know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was the goes, same, goes, I was the same way in Wrigleyville. They were picking on this guy for being gay. And I thought that was so stupid in a gay community. So I just stood up next to him because nobody else was. You know what I mean? And they were like, what will you want to get? I was like, yeah, I guess right now I'm gay. It doesn't matter. You know <laughs> what the fuck? And then other people stood up and they backed down and it was just like, it was sad, but I just didn't think about getting hurt. I was just like, what are they doing to this guy? You know, and would they do it to a group of people? If they would do it to a single person, would they do it to a group of people? And so I just wanted to form that group. And I didn't, I just instinctively react to things like that like that what would you do show i would kill someone (laughs) yeah like and that's you know and and i think that's one of those things like like i understand what what my issue is and you know i actively work to avoid it you know in 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 terms of like stuff i watch on tv yeah um but in public like I will, I will apologize to people later, but yeah. I'm not stopping, and 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 I don't see any reason to stop. I will say that, as uh, like especially as I've learned a l- about the kink community, and I've learned about, you know, there are places where you know people really do live this, you know, lifestyle where you know there's there's a physical element to it. And you find out that there's that there's actually consent with this. Like this oh. is how they get their rocks off. Like, like there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of me having to learn. It's like okay, you know, this bothers you, but this is not your problem. Right. These people, you know, if if, if two people enjoy this, that's not your problem. Right. You you have a problem that you need to go deal with on your own. Because these two people have a consenting agreement to whatever it is that they're doing. Right. No, I agree. Um, I agree. And, and, and I think that's where, you know, even I'm, I'm like, I'm having to caution myself on some things. It's like, you know, knowing that, you know, there are people that that's what they want. You know, they, you know, they want to be slapped around, about, right. you know, out in public, you know, they want to be, they want, you know, this, this feeling. Oh, I don't think it's that's like, fair. I don't think that's fair to put that on the public. Well, here's the thing. I, if it were out in the general public, yeah, no, that would probably be like, right. because then essentially you're, you're, what you're doing is, is you know, you're, yeah, non, un, you're not, you're, you're being non con about, but there you is, know, a, there is, your schedule. King. Well, there is but there a, are spaces, there yeah. are places and spaces where, you know, people do this and you yeah. have to understand, like, you're walking into a space where you're going to see things that, you know, consenting adults mm-hmm. have agreed to and, if you have a problem with it, it's you that has the problem. Right. It's not them. It's on you and you have to deal with your own a, shit. A couple like that has an <clears throat> agreement ahead of time, you know, the, oh, the yeah, times, yeah, yeah. places and spaces where it's allowed, the dominance is allowed. And a lot of the submission is somebody just looking for someone to trust. And so a mm-hmm. dom taking advantage of that in some way without um, pre-knowledge of the events that are about to take place that that's taking advantage of somebody you should never be surprised as a sub but you should anticipate you know it's it's looking for someone to trust it's not it's something more than just getting hammered (laughs) like right 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 in the middle of the night it's it's um 
yeah, that, I don't that that and, and that's, that's all them. That's not me at all. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Don't vanilla shame this, me, and I won't fucking BDSM shame you. Kink shame you, yeah. Right. And and that's the thing is like, even like even because like a, a, there's been a lot of people in in the kink community that they actually will have all of these written agreements yeah. uh, down and signed and. That way, if there are any questions about this or some like, you know, for example, right. something legal does pop up, um, they have all of these agreements in place. It's like, yeah, nope, we are consenting adults. Uh-huh. We have signed off on this. This is something that we we fully agree to and we don't have any problems here. Right. Um, and I mean, that's like, that's a tough one, too, because imagine being a police officer who, you know, gets called out time after time after time to a domestic abuse and yeah. you end up coming to somebody's house where they have this agreement that, you know, if, you know, if you were in any of the, you know, you know, nine, 9,999 times that you probably walk up to the scenario, yeah. somebody's coming out in cuffs and they're going to be spending the night in jail on domestic violence, mm-hmm. but here you actually have this this agreement that you know one person is doing something that the other person wants right and in every other scenario this would be bad news for or questionable like, at least yes and 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 i think that's where you know i think that's where like you know being able to learn about a lot of these things and being able to explore a lot of these things in safe spaces has you know made a difference and when i say safe space i mean places where you know that these you know these agreements exist and you know and being non-judgmental to somebody that's that's into that gives them the space to come to you when there's something questionable if you just abandon that person entirely because of how they live their very personal lives, they'll, they'll never be able to come to you and be rescued when it goes too far. So I like where you're coming from. It's learning. It's about learning. It's about standing back and, and giving someone the space to do them and also come to you if they need to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, and so that's, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like there's, there's, you know, I've had to, I've had to confront my own issues in various ways, mm-hmm. you know, you know, this is what somebody wants. Somebody's going to get what they're going to, what they want. And great. That's not your problem. You need to stay the fuck out of right. it. There's also these men, Jeffrey, that they feel like they're better than others or more attractive or more entitled. And they will request things on the spot spontaneously with their dates. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. choking is a very dangerous thing that you really need to know how to do. And that's not something you just grab a Tinder date to do without consent. You don't spring these, oh, you don't spring these things on them, but men will try and push the boundaries further to like weed out the women. You know what? I, I don't know. Women will like admit to things to keep a man and a man knows that. So they will push the boundaries trying to get her to accept <sighs> more and that's the other side of it there's this very consensual bdsm thing going on but then there's also men that live on the gray area of that and want to be that but don't uh, no, it's, don't want to take me, the time to know how to do it so they pretend that they're experts and they hurt people to me that's the that's not a gray area that's just straight up abuse well yeah because... but they're using bdsm they're living in the shadow <clears throat> of it to pretend that they are but they're not, you know what I mean? Well, and I think that's, I think that's where like the BDSM, you know, the kink community at large 
when they figure out who these people are, I mean, it's you're named and shame, right? Because, you know, realistically, like, you know, they all know this. It's like, these are things that will get people hurt. These are things that could get people killed. Yeah. These are things that, you know, you, you know, for some people, it's like they, you know, the, the experience that they seek out is catharsis from a past event mm-hmm. that, you know, they're trying to work themselves through right. and, and the wrong person that doesn't, you know, that isn't experienced, that doesn't know what they're doing is going to do, you know, at best psychological damage and at worst, yeah. you know, physical. It's a, it's a trust. It's a trust event. It's, it's not a love event. It's not a lust event. It's a trust event. And somebody taking advantage of that, you know, to mm-hmm. say, boo, surprise, we're going to take care of this right now. <laughs> you know? I, that's not, so, that's not fair. And a lot of kids, oh. this, this vanilla shaming thing is trending. And it's so weird. The different things that are happening just in sexual um, forums, sexual identity forums. And mm-hmm. like, kids are getting shamed for having vanilla sex and it's like what why can't people just explore what they want what somebody's doing today isn't what they'll be doing a year from now that'll it'll evolve it'll change they'll want to know more they'll want to know something different so why are we judging people for their sexual activities today <laughs> you know or or you know what maybe maybe it won't change maybe and it won't that's that is who they are and and there's nothing wrong with that and and i think that's like this is where that line between public education and you know what your parent is responsible becomes you know the, it becomes very muddy like <clears throat> i realistically have no desire for schools to talk about you know bdsm kink or anything like that i think that's that's not a forum I think but at the same time too if you have parents that don't um really talk about you know questions as they come up i'm not saying you need to go out of your way and be like hey yo my child's gonna learn about bdsm today no it's kind of one of those things where it's like if your kid has questions you're gonna do your best to answer them or at least point them towards reliable resources because realistically everybody is going to have a different set of desires or expectations and that's assuming that they have any desire to know about anything sexual to begin with hell your kids may not have any desire uh around anything sexual and the idea that you're trying to get them to understand certain things that you know just ain't in their wheelhouse it's not a very helpful thing so to me, realistically, like all of these conversations that come up, all of these conversations that are going to be had, like, like it just it would help if we had more places where it's like, hey, here's where you could learn about this. Hey, here's where you could learn about that. Because realistically, I never had that growing up. There's more. There's more literature that's available now. There's there's better online sites that talk about all of these different things yeah. now depending on where you're at there are places you know there are people that teach classes on all these different things you know a lot of them are more than happy to answer questions you know that you you may not know the answer to yourself and i think that's one of those things where it's like being able to help people help answer questions in a proper way so that way you know knowledge is power knowing these things is powerful and it's how you take the stigma out of everyday life for everybody. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> you know, you think about it. 
you know, when you look at the disabled community and you look at, you know, how much stigma there is around that, you know, what would it look like if, you know, you had a place or a forum where, you know, any number of disabled people could sit down and have conversations and, you know, kids had questions. If people had questions, they could either a watch these, you know, specific videos or B they would be able to go and, and, and talk with people about what their experiences having, having that, uh, having that knowledge base there, tends to make a difference but the more you push something into the shadows the riskier it becomes i mean that doesn't matter what it is i mean unfortunately you'll see the same thing with abortion in in you know republican leaning states oh you know it's gonna be no different you know the more you push something into the shadows the less safe it is the thing thing about any of it is is it's consensual lgbtia is consensual everything about that every term in there is about a consensual activity which is why bestiality and pedophilia don't fit into it because they're not consensual and that's the difference here i mean if somebody wants to learn about something that's fine if it's consensual i mean bestiality if you're going to have sex with a child if you're going to have sex on you know with an animal that should be pushed to the shadows i don't think you should be doing that it's not a consensual act I and i think you should seek help for that but the lgbtia I thing i think i don't think should be in the shadows right. i think if a question nope. comes up anywhere anytime we need to build parents that can calmly answer that question instead of reacting negatively to stereotypes they think fit into the class that's in being questioned you know what i mean there was a really there was a really good data point that got put out about how uh how some people view uh the prevalence of cer- certain topics oh. so in the, I, I, and and i think this is a really interesting poll are we covering um, the wrong that... stuff should we be covering other things you have data that you're not sharing with us you know, well, the, it, it's it's one of those it's one of those public polls, so I inherently have a little bit of distrust in it as it is. Sure. But essentially, what they did was they they polled conservatives about uh, how prevalent they think you know how prevalent they think something is versus reality where it is. Mm. And so, like for example, one of the biggest ones was like how many people you know what percentage of the population do they think is trans. And in this specific polling group, they answered something like, oh, it was it was something ridiculous, like 40% or what? something like that. Two, they thought 2.5. They thought like <laughs> like no, no, it was 20%. They thought oh, wow. 20% of the population would consider themselves trans. Wow. When the reality was it was more like one percent. Yeah. And even then I was like, one percent that seems kind of high but you know well if you take into account people that have transitioned and people that are considering to transition i i thought the number was closer to 2.5 but still that's i don't when you i I don't i don't know i don't and it's perception it's 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 all about perception like for example you know if if you're constantly being told about you know you know all these different anti you know these these different anti-trans laws Mm -hmm. and all these different viewpoints you would think that it really is a huge problem. You would think that, oh my God, you know, they're just out there, you know, yeah. snipping and snapping genders out there. And this is right. But reality is like, there might not be a trans person within three counties of you. 
That's right. Depending on where you're at. And it's not an issue. I mean, 1% of 350 million is 35, right? 350, 3,500, one of those. And it's a very small number. Yeah. One, so, you know, 1% would be, so if you had 350 million, 10% would be 35 million. 1%, yeah, 3.5 million. And it's like, maybe there's 3.5 million people that would consider themselves trans in, in the U.S. Maybe. But that's that's to me. I'm like I'm not I'm not sure how accurate that is. Right. I think I just, would... I don't imagine it being 10 million people in the U.S. But you know I I that's hard to say. Like I don't have a data point to go off of. I th- I just think if you're if you're thinking about um, transitioning, <clears throat> you should be allowed to do that. And that person is totally separate from somebody that's actually saving their money and actively pursuing it. So there's a big difference to me between people that are all right with considering it for them like i i'm not gonna lie i've gotten high and thought about being transitioning it doesn't mean i'm gonna do it but i've put thought into it you know and i think children need to have the right to think am i transgender and maybe take a month thinking about it maybe i think they should have the right to think about all that stuff but i don't know how you put those people in the same box as people that are actively having surgery and transitioning and on hormones. Like what, do, I don't know what that number represents. And I just think they're all, they should well, all be free to do it and think about well, it. Well, and here's, and then, and then you have, then you have questions like, for example, you know, what about people who are born intersex mm-hmm. and were assigned a gender, you know, from their doctor. Right. I mean, technically, like technically in a lot of cases, uh, like in, in some cases they're considered trans and it's like, uh, I don't know that I feel good about that decision. Well, it's such because an it's instant like, decision by the doctor, like oop, boom, done. Like, and somebody has to live their whole life because one guy took a guess that doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I, and I think you've seen more, you've seen more power come back to the fact that, you know, parents are allowing their you know parents are allowing their children to live as intersex until they go through puberty and then figure out who the fuck they actually are yeah. because you know maybe they're maybe they've just you know maybe they they're male and that's the way that they want to go maybe they're female that's the way they want to mm-hmm. maybe they're neither you know maybe they're non-binary and that's perfectly you know but you end up having a group of people who got assigned because right. well, I had to look like mom or I had to uh-huh. look like dad, and then you're sitting there. Then they're sitting there later on in life, going, "Why do I feel more like dad but look like mom?" Right? Like it doesn't make any sense. And you've completely invalidated these people's lives and experiences. And I think that you know th- this is about the the depth of the amount of knowledge I have. And I think it yeah. would be really interesting to have that conversation with somebody who is or was intersex <laughs> and find out. You know, from their experience, what what their life has looked like, because yeah. that's, that's it's you know, it's very hard to be able to sit down and fuck. It's hard for me to sit down and figure out how I'm going to de- deal with my life today. Uh-huh. Let alone let alone have to decide, you know, whether or not somebody's going to be male or female presenting for the rest of their fucking life right. or until they're like, why the fuck do I feel really? Why does this feel really wrong? Well, we, I, we, I had a friend, Lexi, she was on the show and her story, it was, it was really easy. She knew she wasn't straight. So she thought she was gay. And then once she was gay, she thought 
I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. And then when she became bisexual in her seven, you know, when she was 17, she was like, I'm not bisexual. I might be pansexual. And then that's what she was. And it's like, if we go through our journeys with our passport being stamped with everything that we've considered or questioned, it would be full. And that's how it should be. I feel mm -hmm. sorry for the person that just has one stamp in their passport. I'm straight. That's it. Like you never, never had a college party where you got drunk and just thought about it. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it, it must be nice mm -hmm. to be that secure. You know, I've always known I'm but, straight, but I've always given myself the space to consider other options, you know? Right. You know, and, and, and for me, like, you know, growing up, it was really hard because like I knew, I knew so many women and so yeah. many different towns, but I had no girlfriends like, and that's when I, you know, and it's only been in my adult life that I figured out it's like, Oh, it's not, you know, I was like, at one point I was like, maybe I'm gay or something. Right. No, it turns out I'm definitely not gay. I'm, I'm not gay. So I'm gay ish, <laughs> but, I get it. but I, you have the space it, but, to figure that out. You had the space right. to figure that there wasn't somebody over your head going, are you straight? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you gay? And that's what I feel like society is doing to every kid in Florida. Like, are you straight? Are you gay? Don't talk about it. Are you straight? Are you gay? Cause we want to know whether we should get rid of you or sterilize you or something. You know, right. <laughs> We want to know, but don't talk about it. Are you, I don't want to know. Are you? And that sucks. Like, I don't care. Fucking thing. My friend Sherry's right. My friend Sherry's daughter was like, I think I'm trans. And Sherry was like, What do I do? And I was like, Nothing. Let her explore it. If she starts saving money to transition, then you need to know whether you need to support that or have further conversations. But until then, let her decide every day who and what she wants to be. You know. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's tough because like you have to you have to allow them to explore that uh -huh. and but you also have to you know there's also some direction that you need to be able to give a person in order to you know say hey you know here are some resources that you can potentially read up on here sure. are some resources that you can talk to here are any number of different things where it's like you can have these conversations and figure out what it is that mm -hmm. you're you know what a person really who a person really is and then and you know it's Clear, clear minds make better choices, right? And if you give somebody the space to to dwell on it and ponder it, they'll they'll do what's best for them. But if you're constantly in their ear, you'll never know if what they're doing is because of what you told them to do or if what they wanted to do. And I don't understand. Like somebody could be forty and be told they're straight their whole life, and then realize, whoa that that girl's hot too maybe i'm you know and maybe the whole time they just never had the space to explore anything and so they're mm -hmm. constantly pushed in one direction or another to buck the system i don't want to be what you think i am so i'm the opposite you're just rebelling my mom loved country music i loved metal music because she loved country music now i can relate to some of the country music she listened to but no you know so if my mom was saying jason you're gay you're gay you're gay then i would have rebelled against that naturally and i would have never known what i was you know and that's and that's part of where it's like some of this stuff it's like mm -hmm. you just you, it's <laughs> not your fucking business not, you know yeah. like and, and i mean even like even though like you know i have kids under my roof like it's not my fucking business in a lot of ways it's like who i i've told my kids it's like look if you ever decide to date anybody as long as they're not an asshole i don't give a shit who it is right you know, that's the one thing that I will say it, it goes above and beyond any 
any gender, any sexuality, any orientation, any right. any anything. There are assholes abound everywhere. That's right. They're in every group of they're in every section of you know humanity. Mm-hmm. And you know, abusers exist no matter where what side of the you know what 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 die you roll, especially you know, especially on a 20-sided die, you know. They're assholes bound, and mm-hmm. it's not yeah. you know who who your child loves who a person loves not your business unless they're some type of consent issue involved mm-hmm. or they're an asshole yeah but the only way they're gonna stay stuck with that isolating asshole abuser is if you abandon them and judge them for the way they're living like a woman could go and have a boyfriend get punched in the face, have nowhere to turn to and be forced into that situation. Or she could get punched in the face, run to her mom and her mom could be like, I'm here, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. the difference. That's why teenagers run away is because their parents are like, do it my way or leave. And they leave and they end up in some really horrible situations. You know, sex trafficking is real. And a lot of it just goes on in the United States based in the United States. It's not like some international conspiracy, like taken, you know, a lot of it is just, um, people vulnerable people going to inner city areas because that's where you can survive and be homeless and they get taken advantage of you know mm-hmm. and then we judge them for being homeless and yep. and confused and we wonder why yep. they are you know I it is very easy to spiral downward in in all of this right. or you present knowledge you present um expertise mm-hmm. and you empower people and magically some of the stuff works itself out that's true i mean it's not magic i mean that's what happens when you have a bunch of knowledge available to you mm-hmm. is you end up with informed decisions you end up with people taking their time sure there's always going to be some rush to be like oh i'm going to make a decision and, and and in reality it's like like especially you know with therapists that's that focus on sexuality they're going to be the ones going no 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 no, no. we're not rushing this yeah nothing's permanent we <clears> all want to we all want to put a permanence on things so we can move on to other things, but that, no life is jello and it's always going to squish and squish. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like nothing is going to be how it is. When you put a stamp on something, that's God's way of saying, guess what? I'm going to make you question that. (laughs) So that's what, so first thing, if you're triggered is acknowledge your feelings and then um, understand that you need some space and then keep an open mind. You know, maybe it's not all about you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then uh, if you're feeling negativity, emotions, um, practice positive actions. So when you're feeling negative, try and do things that make you feel better. Like I, when I feel that way, I do chores, I clean, I cook, I, I do stuff like that to make myself more manageable, my life more manageable. Okay. I wanted to wrap up on some of the trigger stuff because that's where we kind of started. <laughs> yeah, right. We just kind of went that direction. So create positive memories from um, positive experiences. And I like that one because that's something I, I call um, recording over the v- VCR tape. You know what I mean? Like life mm-hmm. is a VCR tape or a cassette tape and you can just record new memories over the bad ones, you know? And I do, I like to do that. And I think that's the best way of 
helping your triggers. You're always going to be triggered to some extent by something from your past, but if you can relate it to more positive than more negative, you'll feel less about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like that. There was, um, there was somebody on Twitter that apologized for, for their depressed tweets. And they were like, I'm really so sorry for showing everybody my depression. And I was like, I thank you for doing it, you know, because that's the only way you're going to get some great advice. And I, I told them to listen to this live stream. We'd be talking about triggers and some personal experience and some professional website advice. And I told them to use the ear kick app as well. And I'm going to tell everybody to use the ear kick app because that's how you can recognize triggers. And so my advice would be to go in there when you're triggered and just put some information, quick information, just the day, the time and what happened and then go away and then come back and fill it out as you think about it. You know what I mean? And just keep doing that. It's hard because when you want to recognize triggers, you're going to see them all at once because you're going to be seeing everything. And it's so it's tough. It's overwhelming. You got to pick one and, mm-hmm. and record it and pick one and record it. Even if you have to go back a month later and analyze all of them, but record in the moment, everything that's happening mm-hmm. and then go back and analyze it. And that's why I love the ear kick app. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm part, you know, and that's the other thing too, is, is that, you know, that in the moment, you know, insight that you can then, mm-hmm. you know, look at from 30,000 feet when you're feeling better yeah. is, is really important. Well, I, what I see, what I do is I write myself a note when I'm in the moment and this note will be 13 paragraphs long and then I'll go back and I'll be like, that's not exactly how it was. And I'll revise it and then I'll revise it and add things. And I had, and I'll be like, what did I originally have? Like what was the original issue? Cause I've examined it so much and changed it with my perceptions <clears throat> to normalize it that I forget what the original thing was. So I think we all want to mm-hmm. fix immediately, but we need to take the baby steps. And then yep. the baby steps. And then you'll find if you prepare for tomorrow today, tomorrow you'll be preparing for the next day and you'll have a good day. You know, you can't keep putting yeah. things off for the next day and then wondering why your day's full of crap. <laughs> you know? Right. No, that's that's absolutely the truth. Yeah, it is. Um I like that. I did want to say, you know, we're we're just a podcast. I'll end on this. This is my, I was going to have an opening statement, but I'm going to use a closing statement and say, we're just a podcast. And if you don't believe, like a lot of people have the, they're, they're told what to think already. They have, they have their mindset and we hurt their heads that way by having an open conversation that isn't restricted to politics or views. And I think it hurts some people's heads. And if that does that, you can you can ignore us. That's fine. We don't get a lot of hate. Nobody really hates us. You know what I mean? But no. But we're not here to to uh, do that. We're not here for a view. We're here to have other views. And if you appreciate people having a voice like this, then go ahead and subscribe on YouTube or Red Circle or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Um, we're just we're just trying to do something new, have open conversations. We're not trying to, we don't have an agenda. We don't have sponsors. We don't have people that tell us what we're supposed to talk about. And I think that's really important. We're not supposed to talk about. Right. (laughs) Right. And I think that's really important. And I think it's an important thing in the world. And I think podcasts are important in that way, but I don't think others cover the way we do. I think we're unique in the way we do what we do. I haven't found another podcast. Well, there's a podcast audio pong, which I think is our bizarro brothers. 
you know, they have, they both have these amazing voices and they talk about stuff like we do, but they don't, they don't generally have political views. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully I'll get them on the show, but I really do respect those shows. And I, I was on the loner podcast and the, uh, the audio was corrupted because we talked for three and a half hours. So we're going to have to re-record. So, and then uh, unsubscribe came out with a new episode and you know, I love Kai. So go check them out. Absolutely. She, um, she, Kai sent me a message and she's like, I love joy. Odalokum. And I was, cause I sent her a song exploder episode and I was like, I love this. I love this person. I bought the album. I'm like, I just, I can't stop listening to it. And then she sent me a message. I'm going to see Joy Odoloco. And I was like, she's like, I'm just obsessed with her. And I was like, me too. I actually, before I send you a message, I listen to Joy Odoloco just to have a nice positive view on life. You know, what kind of music Perfect. are you, are, what kind of music gets you motivated? Define motivated because happy, like there's happy. a different, what Death what metal. music would pull you <laughs> out of a trigger event? How about that? Let's end on that. What kind of music Joy Odolokum would do that for me? What would um I honestly like sound goes out the window for me mm. during a trigger event. Okay. Like, it's there's there's nothing there. I would say my motivation, like it just depends. Like if I want energy, it's death metal. If I want to focus, it's lo-fi hip hop. I like lo-fi hip-hop. All right, I'm good with that. I don't know why, but like it got me through my master's program, <laughs> and it's like, like there's just something about mm-hmm. it. Like when I have to get something done, like throw that on, the world melts away around me, yeah. and it's like it's just enough for my brain to be like, all right, you're entertained over here, focus. <laughs> and it's like I can just move mountains. I like that. That is a great idea because it, <clears> it's just enough to beat in your head, but not enough to where a lyrical catch you, and then you have to fucking listen to the lyrics you know well and especially be, like where i like i'm a drummer mm-hmm. uh this happened last weekend where um we found uh i found this song like i was going through instagram and there was this somebody had this song as part of the the reel and we end up looking it up and you know listen to the song for a couple minutes and and i've already got the beat figured out and i'm sitting yeah. there just drumming it and and debbie's like i fucking hate your rhythm and i went what <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you can listen to a song and you can immediately recreate the beat and you create it in perfect time yeah. every single time. I love that. I'm like, yep, I can do that. It's like, you, you're you just sitting there and drumming it with your fingers and I know exactly what song it is. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm a drummer. And so like for me, that's I think why I like lo-fi hip hop uh-huh. is, is like, you know, because I like I like drum beats and you know, something that has a little bit of music with it. So it just gives me this like tempo, this rhythm for how I'm going to be working on my stuff. And so I can just kind of sit there and I just crank my stuff out and I've just got, you know, I've just kind of, I've got this internal metronome going while I'm sitting there working on stuff. And so it just, it's something that's really been great for me. Okay. I like that. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. Tune in on Thursday for our next episode, which we're about to talk about right now. But guess what? You don't get to hear it because you're a podcaster, not a live streamer. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not.
Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, 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 Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.